Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, and I am so honored to be able to come before you and disseminate some knowledge, not just information, but revelation knowledge. Everything is about a revelation, and I want to bring you more revelation. I want to do an apocalypto with you. I want to reveal something that was always there. Life is much more about revelation than it is merely about information. If you're just taking information in, you're just beginning to be somebody that is smarter in dealing with some of the physical things on the earth. But you cannot just deal with the fruit. You need to deal with the root and you need to know the very foundations of revelation of whose you are, who you are, and to whom you are called. And on this episode, I want to get into part five of the rise of the remnant warriors called the Stormwalkers. And this one is called, Why Are We the Stormwalkers? How can we be the Stormwalkers? What are the principles? You know, and I gave you a lot of different things, obviously, over the last uh, four episodes. And the last one was the secret metamorphosing agents. You're the secret agents that are metamorphosing right now. You are coming out of the cocooned grave and the, and the valleys of the shadow of death. You're coming out of the places of trauma, unbelief, hurt, woundedness. You're coming out. You've been cocooned. You've been wrapped and you've been mummified in, in the last season. And, and if you did not, uh, hear the last episode, please go back and listen to part four called The Secret Agents Metamorphosing. So I just want to just finish off that topic a little bit more today. And I just want to talk about what happens in the metamorphosis, the metamorphosing process when the caterpillar comes to a certain time in its life cycle. It will, with intentionality, find a dark place and connect. It's called the poopay. And I tell you, like I joke about often, if you've heard me say, even uh, hint on this topic a little bit, I call it the poopy place, the poopay place. Sometimes it, the dark, the dark night of the soul is a really poopy place. And let's just be honest. It's sometimes uh, you're just tired of all the crap going on. And okay, I, maybe I don't need to use that language, but I think I need to because we need to understand. And I understand that you are going through hell. You're going through these, these crappy experiences. And, and, and sometimes you're involved in crappy relationships. And, yeah, it's a poopy place, but I want to tell you in that place is where we are changed. It's in those places where we begin to metamorphose. It's in those places where you are made to have those uh, confrontations with the, you know, seeing the ugly side of our, even ourselves. And there's times where you need to set aside, you need to let the the process finish because God's trying to 
Kill the flesh. The enemy's trying to kill your dream and try to kill your body and trying to destroy your soul. God is simply trying to, by the spirit, put the death, the deeds of the body. You need to let him drown you completely and absolutely and go through the whole process. You need to go through the process because if you don't go through the process, if you bail, if you abort the process, you abort the baby and you abort the metamorphosis. Let him go get you through this whole process. There's a grace to be in the poopy place. There's a grace to be crystallized. There's a grace to be mummified. There's a grace to be put into a tomb. There's a grace to, to stay in the process because you are being liquefied. You don't have an identity anymore. You don't have your, your rights anymore. You don't have these things. You ever, you've been backed into a corner. You've been backed down. You've been put through the fire. You've been going through the, the, the affliction of the fiery furnace and, and you don't have anything left and you're being melted. This is what happens to the caterpillar. When you are metamorphosing, you are changing completely but before you become this beautiful soaring revelatory creature you must metamorphose which is liquefying every bit of the caterpillar is liquefied in the chrysalis in the secret place in that dark place in that poopy place in that poopay, in that cocoon, in that tomb, you are becoming one solution with the head. There are 13 segments of a caterpillar that become one. one not one leg, not one, one furry little whisker, not one, not one of the... Anything that looked like the caterpillar is melted on the inside of the cocoon. And and there are 13 segments and one head. Why am I saying that? Because 13 is the number of love. You are being melted and it doesn't seem like love. It seems like trauma. It seems like pain. It seems like loss. It seems like defeat. It seems like you don't have an identity. It seems like you are coming out of something and coming into something in its un the unknown place. You are being liquefied and coming into one solution with the head, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is so important. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall uh, mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. This is what happens when you wait on the Lord. That word wait is quava. Quava means to become one with. Through these last three years specifically, many of us have been cocooned and tombed like Jesus was. And he metamorphosed. As, as we are in this, coon, this cocoon and this tomb, we are being metamorphosed. Let him finish the process with you so that you can become this new revelatory creature that can fly to new heights and be caught up into the glory realms. A, a caterpillar did not have the capabilities, the, the tools, the weaponry, nothing the caterpillar could just crawl and it did its job and it got to that place where it could be changed. And when it was changed, and this is this is key, you cannot abort and don't scream for help 
because if help comes at this time from an outside source, if you're not, if your help does not come from the Lord on the inside of you at this moment, you need, you and the Lord are breaking out of this tomb. You and the Lord, the resurrection life of Christ is helping you break out of this tomb. Make your cries out to the Lord, not to man, because if man comes and helps you and rips off the cocoon and rips open the grave and, and and pulls you out, you will not have the strength that is built up under the resistance of breaking through. You need to break through all by yourself with God in this season so that you will have the strength to soar to the heights. You will, your wings will not be developed. Your, your, your tenacity will not be strengthened. Your will will not be fortified. Your feelings will not be trained. You, all these things are happening in the midst of the process. Do not abort the process and do not have a premature unwrapping by somebody that's trying to love you. You need to let the process complete itself so that you can be the transformational agent that has been metamorphosed into this new creation in Christ Jesus. So this is what leads me to um, why are we the storm walkers? We're about to fly into the storms and use the storms like the eagles do to go higher. Use, we, we are not defined, delayed, or denied by storms. We use storms. We know whose we are. We know who we are. So we are not concerned about the storms. We use storms. One other thing that we do, we're, we're not only standing in storms, walking through storms, walking on storms, and becoming storms, but we are also using the storms of life to soar higher. So why and how can we be these storm walkers? What gives us this ability to be called the storm walkers? What it gives us the ability to be the remnant warriors that Jesus Christ needs to make the kingdoms of this world his kingdoms so that we can have uh, um, crowns to throw at his feet. If you don't take dominion over your spheres of influence, you will not have the capability to give him a crown of glory when he comes back to set up his kingdom. So why and how are we able to become the storm walkers? Why are we the storm walkers? Let me take you first to Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Actually, let's go to first First Corinthians six seventeen. It says, "He who has joined himself to the Lord has become one with his spirit." What happened? Why are you a stormwalker? Because of who's on the inside of you. The blood of Jesus Christ has caused accessibility for the Holy Spirit to come into you and you become one with the Spirit of the living God. You have become one with the creator of the universe. You become one with the resurrection and the life. It was the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and he's the one who lives on the inside of you. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is, is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Say, I am a new creation. So your spirit has been metamorphosed already by the spirit of the living God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now your whole spirit, soul, and body are becoming metamorphosed. And this is what it is. It's the metamorphosing of your soul, your mind, your wills, and your emotions that is happening right now. The process of killing the flesh and, and getting rid of the sin and getting rid of the foxes and getting getting rid of the things that so in, in easily ensnare us and keep us and sap away the anointing out of our lives and eat our fruitfulness. This is what we're, what's happening right now. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become brand spanking new. And this is, this is key. Here it is. For in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it says, For he made him, that's the father, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that's Jesus, that we might become the righteousness of God in him who is Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin that you could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why can we become a storm walker and how and why are we storm walkers is because of what Jesus did on the inside of you. And listen and hear and receive the word of the Lord today. You are the righteousness of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ and you accepting that. And only because of the blood and only because of the indwelling of Holy Spirit and only because you become one with the spirit of the living God, you have become the righteousness of God. And because you become the righteousness of God, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on your worst day. So you live from your righteousness. Why am I a storm walker? Because I live from my righteousness. I live from my righteousness towards my holiness. We expect so many believers, hear what I'm saying, we expect so many people in church to measure up to holy standards greater than a Pharisee of the, of the old covenant. The, the Pharisees had 1613 laws that they had to keep every day. And when, when Jesus says, unless your righteousness far exceeds that of the Pharisees, you have no part in the kingdom. How is that, how, how is that possible? I want to tell you it's possible. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. You have received the spirit of righteousness. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He is a spirit of righteousness. Because you have become one with the spirit of righteousness, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on your worst day. I live from my righteousness, not for it. I live from my victory of seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. I'm not trying to fight for my victory. I'm not trying to break through the skies of brass or the gates of bronze in the second realm where the demonic forces are ruling and reigning. I'm not trying to get through that. I'm already above them. I'm already seated in heavenly places. I'm already the righteousness of God. I'm already seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. The difference is now, because of this revelation you're receiving, you can come down on the head of the enemy. It's time for us to understand 
why we are storm walkers, why the storms of life. And there are storms, I, I guarantee you, storms are, more storms are coming, but they don't have to deny, deny you, delay you, and they certainly don't have to define you. But you can use the storms of life and you can be like the eagle, be like the butterfly, use the storms of life to ascend higher. You just lock your wings. You just lock your focus. You just lock on, on the Lord. You lock into the Lord. You lock in, lock into the position and the repositioning and the realignment according to the word of God and use the storms and go higher than you never thought possible right into the glory realms where you will receive what he needs for you to impart to you in the glory realms so that you can come back down, soar back down, and land on a level place like Jesus did, and distribute power, distribute solutions, distribute answers to this world. Why are you a storm walker? Why can you be a storm walker? Because we use storms. We're not defined, delayed, or denied by them. We use them. How can we use them, Barry? You say, how can you use it? I want you to, I'm going to read quite a few scriptures to you today. But one scripture I'm going to take, right, take you to right now, and then I'm going to read a whole lot more around that. It's in Romans chapter 5, verse 20. And it says this, So then the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of human sinfulness out of hiding. And yet, wherever sin increased, there was, much, there was more than enough of God's grace to triumph all the more. Where there is, in another translation, is where sin, um, where there was much sin or where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So where there are many storms, where there are many things that are coming against you, many traumas, many hurts, wounds, the things of the past, proclivities of the flesh, the, the enemy using and hereditary curses and coming against you. The more he comes against you, the more he sins against you. The more that sins arise, the more opposition that comes against you. There's a principle in the word of God, and I'm going to give you so many scriptures regarding this of why you can be a storm walker is because of God's greater grace that is manifesting because of the sin of the day. There's a demand being made from the earth to heaven for a greater grace to rise up in the midst of his ecclesia, that's you, and become a storm walker and be able to use the storms and be able to be in, begin to be able to distribute answers, solutions, and victory for your people in your spheres of influence. So where there is much sin, there's greater grace available. And 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, and God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. You are you you cannot be stopped. Every time the enemy comes in like a flood, he is raising up a spirit and I'm getting a, he'll raise up a greater level, greater anointing, greater um, watershed mark of the spirit of the living God. The greater grace is God's enabling power in the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. 
you are a storm walker because it doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. The greater the storm, the greater you become. You are strengthened because of the storm. You, you are, you are being fortified and things are being blown away and you're being blown into. You just got to put up your sails of faith. You got to open up your wings as the eagle and you need to use the storms to be catapulted and to be blown into the better, greater day that God has prepared for us. So once again, why are we storm walkers? Because we're not defined, delayed, or denied by storms. We are using them because of the greater grace in the midst of them all. And once again, God's grace is God's enabling power, according to 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Okay, so I, I'm wondering if I should just read this whole scripture of, of Romans chapter 5, verse tw 1 through 21. Oh, my word. Okay. Our faith in... Uh, I'm just going to do it. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. This is so powerful. I could have just read this and, and um, kind of exhorted you around this scripture because this is such a fantastic scripture of understanding why you are stronger than anything that the enemy can do. Greater is he who is in us and coming upon us because of the, the, the demand in the evil of the day, we will always outperform. We will always be greater than if we submit to God and allow his process and call on. Don't let one pain or one problem go without you making a demand of your payday because of the greater grace that was made available because of the opposition. And because of the opposition, now you are able to be platformed and be propelled further than you would not have had the opportunity had the problem not come your way. If the problem would not had not come your way, you would not have been able to tap into the the, the secret grace treasures that he put in those days of darkness. He put treasures there and he put a, a power there and put grace there so that you could be propelled further. The enemy doesn't doesn't know it, but he's paying your way forward when he brings problems against you. Okay, time. I'm just going to get back to the scripture in just a second. But hear this. If the enemy knew that crucifying Jesus on the cross would have led, would have led to so many uh, other, Christ, other Christ-like beings, other people to become sons of God, he never would have done it. He didn't know, but he was paying our way forward when he was torturing and beating Christ Jesus in the greatest sacrifice in history produce the greatest grace to produce the greatest race called the royal race, the ecclesia, the ones that are just like Jesus. Come on now. So Romans chapter 5 verse 1, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Woo! This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Verse 2, our faith guarantees us a permanent access into this marvelous 
kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patience, endurance, and patient endurance will refine our character, proving proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. <laughs> wow. For, verse 6, for when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. Verse 7, now would anyone dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. But Verse 8, but Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. When we were still at enmity with him, God died for us. Jesus died for us. Verse 9. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Woo! Verse 10, so if while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now we are at peace with God, and because we share in his resurrection life, we share in his resurrection life, we share in his resurrection life, how much more will we will be rescued from sin's dominion? Wow. And verse 11, and even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living reconciled to God all because of Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. Why are we storm walkers and why can we walk through anything? Why are we indestructible, non-combustible, irresistible, irrefutable, 10-foot tall and bulletproof? Why? Because the gift of grace, his enabling power, is far greater than the sin coming against us. The, oh, hallelujah. Uh, verse 12 says, When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. Sin entered human ex experience, and death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its shadow over all humanity, because all have sinned. Verse 13 Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law, but it was not charged against them where no law existed. Yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses, even though they hadn't broken a command the way Adam had. The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was to come. Verse 15. Now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. Hear the word of the Lord. Don't shut me down just because I'm reading, only reading the scripture. This is life today. And this is explaining to you why we are the storm walkers. Verse 15. Now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime. 
Woo! Hallelujah! I want to tell you the 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 gift of grace that you will find in the midst of the storm far outweighs the storm. The, the if you will have the audacity to sit down and look around, you will find the greater grace. You will find the greater gift. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you need to know that there's a greater gift waiting for you. There is a greater gift waiting for you to open up your eyes, have the audacity, even where you're at right now in this great opposition you're facing. You think it's you think it's devastating. You think it's impossible. I want to tell you, it is not. With God, all things are possible, and there is a bright, sunny day waiting for you and there shall be sun shining silver clouds in the midst of those rainy days my god my god the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime it's true that many died because of one man's transgression but how much greater will god's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of what man jesus the messiah did for us and verse 16 and this free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned for because of one transgression we were all facing death the death sentence with a verdict of guilty but this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God acquitted with the words not guilty I acquit you today with the words not guilty but I did this not guilty you are no longer underneath the totalitarian dictatorship of an evil king because of the blood of Jesus Christ and you believing it you've been transferred into the kingdom of the love of his son forevermore to be kept in his love kept in the security of his heart you are no longer subjected to the iniquity of your past because you are no longer this person what did i read to you earlier that if in um second corinthians five seventeen. therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation you are no longer who you used to be all things have passed away and behold all things have become brand new. Come on now. You have become a brand new creation. You know, are no longer underneath the lineage of Adam. You are now underneath the lineage of the firstborn of many brethren. And his name is Jesus Christ, your brother and your co-heir. My God. Woo! Hallelujah. I decree and declare over you not guilty today. 17 death once held us in its grip and by the blunder of one man death reigned as king over humanity but now how much more are we held in the grip of grace you are held i am held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life we need to live as kings in life as the royal race that we have been created we are now part of the royal race we are now kings in life and we should be ruling and reigning in the resurrection life power of jesus christ 
enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah, verse 18. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus, sacrifice the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to the victorious life is now available to all. Ha! Whoa! I hope you're getting as jacked as I feel right now. Verse 19, one man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience obeyed, opened sorry, the door for many to be made perfectly right with God and acceptable to him. Verse 20, so then the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of hum, human sinfulness out of hiding. And yet, what, wherever sin increased, there was much more than enough of God's grace to triumph all the more. God's grace triumphs all the more. Every time you face something, God's grace is triumphing all the more. Verse 21, and just as sin reigned through death, so also this sin-conquering grace will reign as king through righteousness imparting eternal life through Jesus, our Lord and Messiah. My God, I'm glad I read that whole thing. You have that. You can go back over that. You can go back over that and, re and just receive Romans 5, verses 1 through 21. Let me just share a few other scriptures with you here. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You, you are called to trample on serpents and scorpions. You, you are called, this is part, Behold, I've given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And when you trample on serpents and scorpions, you'll be trampolined into greater things than you would not have had the opportunity had these enemy not come against you, trying to choke you out and trying to induce poison into you. You trample on those things and you will be trampled because of the greater grace and God triumphing because of that grace through your life. Verse 21 says, or verse 20 of Luke chapter 10 says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written down in the Lamb's book of life. You need to understand the greatest thing was your salvation. We have barely tapped into the revelation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wish I could spend more time, but I can't. I gotta go. Romans 16, 19 and 20. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf but I want you to be wise at what is good and simple or innocent at what is evil. Ladies and gentlemen, the enemy cannot be your focus. The enemy must be without intentionality in your life. The enemy is not, you, you do not consider him in any consequential matters in your life. As long as you are hearing from the Lord, walking in obedience to you, why can you be a storm walker? Because you're walking upon the paths of your obedience that he prepared ahead of time. According to Ephesians 2.10, he created these pathways to, for you to walk upon, empowering pathways that has power of purpose coming up, up from the midst of them and wrapping around you and giving you an ability to crush the enemy every time. 
and you don't focus on the enemy, you focus on the good. You focus on whatsoever's good, pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy. These are things you focus upon. And when you are excellent at what is good and innocent at what is evil, verse 20 of Romans chapter 16 says this, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. My God. Oh, it's uh, 34 minutes in. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go a little bit longer today than usual. But I want to I just finish this up. It's so important that we understand why we can be storm walkers. Romans 8, 28 and 30. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. So we, a lot of people, a lot of Christians think that just because they love God, everything's going to work out. I love God, so the cancer is going to be going to be healed. I love God, so this uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have that restoration of that relationship. I love God, so I'm going to get the the house that I need. I love God, so if the, it's not just loving God. You got to be walking in His purposes, and then all things work together for His good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Verse 29 says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Is any storm coming greater than our God? No, there's not. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Woo! Romans 8.37 says, And yet, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Say, I am more than a conqueror. What's more than a conqueror? I'll tell you what more than a conqueror is. Try to do this fast. Heavyweight champion of the world. Um, Mike Tyson, I don't know what area, Muhammad Ali or, or uh, Fury, or I don't know who the heavyweight champion that, that you would relate to, but the heavyweight boxing champion of the world will train for months and months at end. He'll deny his body. He will work his body. He will build muscle. He will tear muscle. He will, he will uh, do everything to prepare for that moment when he steps into the ring and the bell rings and he goes over, knocks the guy out. He's the conqueror. But you know who more than a conqueror is? And I want to say this is who you are. Jesus did everything. Went through the beatings, went through the, the stripes, went through the ridicule, went through the, went through the bulls of Basham and the, and the, and, and, and the enemy coming against him in every way and torturing him. Why? He, so he could be the conqueror. He knocked out the devil. He knocked out the devil completely out of history. Knocked him down, destroyed his works. And I want to tell you, you know what makes you more than a conqueror? It's like the little girlfriend of, of Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali, his wife, goes in and when they present the check that makes that heavyweight champion the champion of the world, they give him this multi-million dollar checks and that little girl... That little 99-pound beautiful young lady grabs that check and says, thank you, I'm more than a conqueror. This is who we are as more than a conqueror. He paid the price, and we're spending the check. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 12 and 13. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Where Everywhere 
and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. 13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. If you're in the valley of the shadow of death, allow the process, find the feasting table, find the the treasures in the dark places and understand while you're in the lack, you're still feasting. When you're in on the mountain, you're still receiving the glory of God. It doesn't matter where you are because you can be living in the bubble of his grace no matter what because I can do all things and I can go through every storm because Christ is strengthened me from the inside out. Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not live their lives even to the death. We got to get to a place where we're not using self-preservation. Psalms 29, 10, the Lord sat enthroned at the flood and the Lord sits as king forevermore. On the storms of life, the king is already sitting, uh, is already seated enthroned as king forevermore every time a storm is coming every time there's waves that are crashing upon your life you need to understand he is already there already walking he's going to walk on by if you don't call out but if you call out the king who is enthroned on your storms will come in come into your boat and bring peace to your life hallelujah Isaiah 59, 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a greater standard. Psalms 89, you rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You need to speak peace to the storms and you will see them come to naught. Oh my word, hallelujah, help me, Jesus. Okay, give me just five more minutes, guys. Just maybe even three more minutes. Romans 8, 18 through 22. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is a greater glory being produced in you. The whole world, verse 19 says, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God, the children of God, the storm walkers, the ecclesia that are arising, the remnant warriors that are arising. The whole world is waiting for us. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Verse 21, because creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know, verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. This is our until moment. Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 says, I saw the horn waging. I saw the enemy waging war against the, the saints and prevailing against them. And the Bible says until. This is our until moment. We are in the now moments of God. God has paid the price. He's already poured out the spirit without measure into the world. The whole world is full of his glory and the storm walkers are about to come into the knowledge of the glory of the Lord and begin to be the answers that we have been called to be. It's not the government's responsibility. It's yours as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one more scripture. 
Uh, two more scriptures, sorry. Second Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding weight, an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. God, right now, is working for us. These storms are working for us. We are not delayed, denied, or defined by storms of life. We use them, for they are light afflictions, which are but for a moment, and they're working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we are storm walkers. This is how we become the storm walkers from the inside out. We're being metamorphosed into the storm walkers that will be answers, solutions, and people that bring other people into victory. Woo, I hope you enjoyed this series, and, and I think I'm done. Unless God lays something more on me, we'll be going into another topic as, as of next week. Go back over these. I'm sure they will be a blessing to you guys. Once again, if you want to join your hearts with our hearts and you want to see uh, us go further in, in, in penetrating into the world, please go to our website at www.barrymiracle.ca and sow a seed into the ministry so that we can go further, faster, stronger, and we are able to have affluence so that we can be an influence, so that we can go in and become the, the ones that deliver victory, an equity of victory in the people's lives that God has given us the privilege to minister to. Love you guys. Please, uh, if you can share these out, I would really appreciate that. I'd like to get out to about a million people. I've had 100,000 or so listeners so far, but I, I want to get this into the millions so that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the answer for this world is Jesus Christ. I love you guys so much. And until next week, this is Barry Miracle signing Thanks again off. for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.